Welcome to the James Exchange. I am Nancy Gill, your host. In this episode, part two of the 2022 Town of Scottsville election, I have candidates Dan Gritsko and Meredith Hines. Austin Bissett, a write-in candidate, was unable to catch up with me, so if you see her out and about, have a conversation with her on her candidacy. Participants were pre-recorded and asked the same five questions. The election is this coming Tuesday, November the 8th. Town residents who live in Albemarle County will vote at the Scottsville Elementary School, and those in Fluvanna will vote at Antioch Church. With this said, here we go with Dan Gritsko and Meredith Hines. I am with Dan Gritsko, who is running for council. Dan has served on council for 12 years, and he currently is the vice mayor. Welcome, Dan. Hey, Nancy. Nice to have a moment to chat with you. Everyone has been given the same five questions. So the very first one, what drives you to be on town council? The reason that I would like to serve again really is the same reason I ran in the first place. For me, what I want to do really is think about the future of the town. I often tell people that I was a soccer coach for 13 years. I was a dad of six kids who grew up in Scottsville, got their first jobs here. Now I have six grandkids. A couple of them are, three of them are nearby and spending a lot of time in Scottsville. And so when I got on town council years ago, and even here today, I think about the future. I think about their future, my kids' future, my grandkids' future. And I use them as an example, the young people or the next generation. Recently, I returned to the soccer fields and had a chance to coach some five-year-olds a couple of times, which was a whole lot of fun. And it was neat to be down there and see, but the young families, the people who are around us, I often am so grateful for hundreds of years of history of this town. We've had some amazing things. We've had some not so good things through our history. We've been recipients of this opportunity to live along the beautiful James River right here in Central Virginia. And we have so much incredible history. We still have just a wonderful community. So for me, it's this opportunity to give what Scottsville has been in the past to the next generation and to do what I can do secondarily. It's kind of a basic thing. I just want to protect the town if it floods. We have a town that has a levy and some of the things we have to do as town councilors is to make sure that we keep that taken care of. And then the last thing I would say would be Scottsville has an ethic of volunteerism. And one of the things for me being on the town council has given me an opportunity to serve the people of Scottsville. And really that is what I'm trying to do is it's not about what I want. It's not about what I think. It's really, how do I serve the people I live around? And most of the time they don't know all the things that we do on town council and probably they would be bored by a lot of the things we do. But every once in a while we work on things that people are aware of. And so for me, it's a continuation. And also I have been really, you might say, championing since 2012, the Van Cleef Nature Area. And we have, I often tell people that we are like a football game. We're in the second quarter. All the things we've done over the last 10 years, really excitingly, we had a doc put in today. And I was talking to my granddaughter, Georgia, who's six. And I was telling her that 
we actually started working on that doc before she was born. I literally was talking to her about it, just that it took about seven years. Finally, it's installed and we celebrated it today. So for me, Nancy, it's this continuation for young people, keep the town safe, keep our community growing, and then remember that I, I would love to see more things advance in the, the trails and parks of our town. Well, you know, you did mention soccer. And so the next question is this. Are you a team player or do you see yourself as a lone wolf? I would say it this way, both as a town counselor and often in a lot of different roles I have in life, whether I am teaching or I'm active in my church or serving in Scottsville, I want to be a team player. Ultimately, I would say as a Christian in my faith, I understand God has made us all differently and we do best when we learn to understand and appreciate everybody who's different from us and to bring all those things together. I definitely don't claim to have done it the best way all the time, but one of the things that I will say as a town counselor is I really try to be a consensus builder. Most of the time in my 12 years on council, that really has been pretty evident. Every once in a while, we have a contentious issue that drives us apart. Sadly, that's happened a little bit recently. But as much as I can, I really do try to work on consensus to try to bring it to the middle ground, so to speak, to try to bring everybody to the table. And to be honest with you, that's not always easy to do. We Everybody has different opinions. I often say to people that I don't want to just have cookies the way I would make them. If we're involved in making good public policy, we're going to take the ingredients that, that a collective group of people have, and we're going to come up with a different cookie, so to speak. And to me, that's that's what we do. One of the interesting things about serving on the town council is we all serve the same people. So it's not, you know, our constituency is the same. And that puts us puts us in, in a unique place. Doesn't matter where we fall in the political perspective. We all serve the same people. And I've been blessed to serve with a lot of very wonderful people over the years on the town council and to continue to serve and see people really give of themselves. So for me, again, I really do try the best I can to work with others, both on the council and the community and other places. And the next question, and I have to change it up just a little bit because so the question is, what are you willing to do to ensure the town is welcoming to newcomers and visitors? But it's not just newcomers and visitors. It's it's the residents are lifelong residents newcomers and visitors while being respectful of our business owners. When you think of any community, it's a number of people who were different. Uh, in Scottsville, you have people who have lived here all of their lives and are used to Scottsville being a certain way. And I think an aspect of them want it to be the same way or, or they're used to it being the same way. You have also a lot of other people who are brand new to the area or people like me kind of in the middle have been here 22 years now. And when you put that all together, ultimately it's understanding each different interest that different people have. One of the fun things we've done as a family for the 4th of July, we've hosted international families and students here a number of times. And it's been a neat honor to see people from all around the world come and learn about Scottsville or even in my tour entity that I work for in, in Charlottesville to bring people here and to help them to see who we are. So putting it together too, we have businesses that are important in Scottsville. They are very 
influential in our town. We want to support them. We want to try to do the best we can. And we do as a family support a number of businesses in town. And we have for years. And I, I will also say, I said before, all six of my kids got their first job in Scottsville. And or, and it's been, it was neat too. Several of them just the other day, I was thinking about three of them ended up getting their full-time careers even starting here. So for my, on a personal level, I think of businesses in terms of providing for the needs of the community, but also being a place for jobs. And, and so in the future, we want to have a robust economy. We want to have a robust opportunity for our businesses to succeed and see new businesses here. It's a, it can be a tough market. It's absolutely been a a tough couple of years working in the tour industry. It's been the most difficult in my 31 years. And it's been uh, something we've tried to do as a town council to try to be as helpful as we can through our businesses through this really difficult time of COVID and all the things that happened. And thankfully there's been so many things that we've done to, to work together to do that. And, and I hope as we move forward into future years to do the same, to, to find creative ways it's one thing to do things in the past that have worked, but our economy changes, our town has changed, what people want has changed, people are coming and going for different reasons. We need to be looking to figuring out how we can be mindful of what we've done in the past, but resilient as a town. Like how, how can we keep our town vibrant and growing in the midst of all these changing currents and times? The next question is, do you think we should have a conversation about business owners in the town, but do not reside here having voter rights. The caveat to this is, of course, you know, state code and Dylan's rule restrict this, but think outside the box. Imagine me, Nancy, trying to think outside the box. I kind of try to live outside the box. That's more of my life. Bottom line is our businesses are, are super important. The way our tax structure is set up at the moment, it's very important in terms of what they do. And besides the services that they offer, I will say, I think in fairness, not only do I as a town councilor, but I think the town council in general, generally is pretty attentive or trying to pay attention to the needs of the business owners. That does not mean we always do it correctly. Does that does not mean we're always paying attention to each part of it, but some way where the owners feel their voice is heard. Again, I can't change the voting rules of Virginia, so to speak, but I can listen to the needs of the business community. I can try to be helpful. And we do as a, as a council try to do that. I, I try to do that. And, and one of the things I will say too, hopefully people see this from me. I have, I am a constant cheerleader for Scottsville. You will almost never hear me, even if I have things about Scottsville that I have issues with, I don't talk about them outside of Scottsville. To me, I am a cheerleader of this town. I'm a cheerleader of this town's businesses and I wanna be supportive. Could, could I do a better job? Could I do more of it? Of course I could. And I'm looking for ways to try to figure out how to promote Scottsville creatively. Occasionally, like you use media, I will create little video clips of the Van Cleef Nature Area or something interesting in town and try to create something, a positive spin on something, or I will use Facebook that way to try to say something positively. You'll pretty much, if you look back at what, any, anything I write, I don't write negative things about Scottsville. And so, so again, so long and short of it is to allow 
our businesses to be supported and encouraged by really anything that I do. Last question is, where do you see the town in 20 years? I will return to my first answer because it really is where I think or where I live. I, I'm a very forward thinking person. At least I like to think I am. Although sometimes if I, I think if you talk to my kids, they might give you a different answer. In fact, if you ever want the truth of my life, and I, and I mean this for real, talk to my kids. They'll tell you my strengths, my weaknesses, where dad failed, it didn't do things the way he could have done, should have done. But But what I will say to you for real is, I want 20 years from now in my own personal life and our town to feel that the next generation is excited about this place and that the work that I've done, that you've done, that others in public office have done is to do the best job that we can do to transfer the baton to them so they will be excited about the history of this town. They'll be excited about the community around us. They'll be excited about the opportunities. Nancy, I'm, you know, I have some health issues coming up at the moment and I'm not sure I'll be around 20 years from now. I hope to be, but whether I am or not, I like to think about putting this town in the best place possible for the future. And I'm excited to think about what that means because if we make decisions one at a time, the, that's really a powerful thing. I, I was thinking this morning of a story. I actually told this story uh, in another context. I'll close with this story. In the 1989 revolution in Romania, it there was a, the, the dictator Ceausescu was overthrown. And what happened was this pastor, Laszlo Topes, was going to be taken away by the secret police. And his parishioners decided they didn't want that to happen. So they stood outside his house and they lit candles. And people who, of all types of different churches and faiths came around and lit candles. And eventually this movement spread across Romania and it's turned into this revolution. And finally the Iranian, um, the Romanian army intervened and 40 people were killed and after it was over with and the dictator was gone, the pastor, Laszlo Tokes, went and visited one of his congregants who was in the hospital. He had lost his leg. He had had his leg shot. And his name was Daniel Gavara. And Laszlo Tokes, the pastor, said he was going in there to comfort Daniel Gavra. And Daniel Gavra said, Pastor, don't worry. I was the one who lit the first candle. And one of the things I will say, Nancy, is that one of the honors that we get in public office at times, sometimes we get a chance, not, not that often, but sometimes we get a chance to light the first candle. And when you light that first candle, it's amazing what can be done. I, I come back to something like the Van Cleef nature area, or even today, the, the fishing dock coming in. Little did I know that, you know, an email I sent nine years ago would end up with this lake stocked with trout or other people or hundreds of people blessed because of one teeny thing. I wish we could all say everything we did turns out that way, it doesn't, but it's that little candle. And so I, my hope is that the people of Scottsville, when they think of me, whether they agree or disagree with me on any particular issue, they will know that my heart's cry is to do the best job I can do to serve them 
and continue to do that in a way that is one that is both lighting a candle so that they can also light their own candles. And that's the questions. Thank you for participating. I am currently with Meredith Hines, who has been on council for a few months. She did step up to the plate to fill a vacancy. So greetings, Meredith. Hello. Hello. So Meredith, what I would like to know, and I believe our listeners would like to know is what is driving you to continue being on town council? I've been in Scottsville for a little over a decade. I've been here about almost 12 years now and have volunteered here and there. You know, I was sat on a couple committees here and there, went to the cleanups, things like that. But as far as being fully involved, I figured it was time. So it's been about a year now, actually. Last November was my first official meeting on council. Um, I was asked to consider filling a vacancy for, for somebody who was stepping down and had every intention of keeping an open mind. I was very willing to do it for the time being, was going to see how it goes, and then decide if I wanted to run or not. It has been such an interesting experience, really finding out what goes into the running of a town. You have no idea until you're trying to do it, just how much goes into it. We found out very recently, moving a handicap spot, what, you know, what goes into it. It just has been very interesting and much more satisfying and rewarding than I was expecting. I, I really hope to continue going with it. I, I had no idea when I started it, just how much satisfaction I would get out of helping to shape the community. I've really gotten to know so many people that I wouldn't have otherwise. Like I said, I've been here about 12 years. I've been a bartender. I have been a barista. I've, I thought I knew everybody in Scottsdale and it just has been amazing how many more people I've met who I've gotten to know and really getting a whole different sense of the town and the community. So yeah, just want to keep it going. Okay, so question number two. Are you a team player or do you see yourself as a lone wolf? I took a lot of time considering this question. So I guess it comes down to which team. I got a little bit of backlash when I when I voted no on the development on Bird Street. But I really felt it was important to listen to what the community was saying. So I sat in on all the meetings of, that we had at Victory Hall and really took into account what the, the bulk of the people I was hearing speak out, what they were saying. I am a, I'm a team player for the community. And sometimes that means I look like a lone wolf on council, but, but it is genuinely not me being a lone wolf. It, I feel 
that local politics is not partisan politics. You know, we're not running on a ticket. We're not red versus blue, us versus them. Our sole job is to listen to what the community wants, what the what the majority of the people who are living here want, and then vote that way. Our opinions can come into play and can help shape what we feel and what we what our votes are. But in the end, we really have an obligation to vote for what the community wants. And question number three, what are you willing to do to ensure the town is welcoming to newcomers and visitors while being respectful of business owners? That is an interesting question. I feel like being welcoming to newcomers and, and visitors is being respectful to visit business owners. I think the more people we have coming in, the better our businesses are going to do. They are going to shop here. They're going to eat here. They're going to tell other people, you know, about Scottsville. And I think visitors and newcomers can do nothing but enhance our, our local businesses. So I want to add just a little bit to that because, you know, I did not ask about those who already live here and the lifelong residents of Scottsville. So I know that I may be throwing you a little curve here, but I really should have asked that in the very beginning. So what are your thoughts on longtime residents, lifetime residents, and newcomers? There has to be a balance. Um, one, of, one of the things we're talking about right now, this is not so much with newcomers, it's more with the visitor aspect of it. There is a lot of discussion right now about Airbnbs. That's the big, the big discussion lately has been Airbnbs. Do we want to rezone all of Valley Street so that Anytime a landlord wants to turn their apartment to an Airbnb, they do not have to go before the planning commission, go before council, you know, bring a, a special use permit. Um, I think while we do want to make it accommodating and, and really welcoming to all visitors, what we have to keep in mind is when we are, are transforming all of these great downtown apartments into Airbnbs, what you're doing is bringing in a lot of visitors to, to visit all of our small businesses, all of our local restaurants and everything else while displacing the servers and the bartenders and the baristas at all of these locations. The, the businesses will not thrive if they don't have employees. So we need to make sure that we do everything in our power to make it welcoming, to entice new families to move to Scottsville, to entice visitors to come to Scottsville. I wanna see a thriving tourism industry in Scottsville, but at the same time, we have to be respectful of the fact that longtime local residents who wanna spend $2,000 a month on a new high-end apartment 
in a new apartment complex with a spa and a gym that might sound great, but is a little out of their price range or housing, you know, new houses for $600,000 on a 10th of an acre. We have to remember that a lot of our longtime residents, a lot of our local workers here, you know, in all of the shops could very well be displaced. And not to say that every apartment is going to turn into an Airbnb, but as somebody who walks to work, I need it to be downtown. Both of my jobs are, are here in downtown Scottsville. And it took a year for an apartment downtown to open up. An empty apartment in Scottsville is unheard of. So when it is already real estate is at a premium in these downtown apartments and we need to we need to keep that in mind i think when we're when we're looking to open up all these airbnbs and things like that thank you and question number four and this has a little caveat to it do you think we should have a conversation about business owners in the town but do not reside here have voting rights of course and this is a caveat of course we know virginia state code and dylan's rule restricts this but think outside the box yes i think we should have conversations about everything first of all i am all for businesses having a say and i think it's a shame that there is a rule saying that they they don't have a say where you work and where you conduct business is where you spend the bulk of your time. And if people are willing to invest in Scottsville and bring in new business and bring in jobs for local residents and enhance our community, I think they should absolutely have a say in what goes on in the community. They're as impacted by a lot of our decisions as the residents are. Some decisions they're impacted more so than, than the residents are. But like you said, it's there's laws prohibiting it right now, which is unfortunate, but yes, would love to see them have the ability to, to have a say in the decision-making. And question number five, and the final question, where do you see the town in 20 years? I would love to see the town with substantial growth in the right ways. I would love to see every storefront full. Vacant storefronts just look so sad to me and, and just scream potential. I would love to see an increase in our population and our business and really let it thrive. But I like that you put it at, at 20 years, growth in the right way and in the right time. And what I would also love to see, and this is a little, a little off topic, but keeping with it, this I would love to see a little sooner than 20 years is something for our young people. One of my main concerns and one of the things that I would really love to make like my baby when we're working on stuff is things for teenagers. Right now, if you are a young child in Scottsville, 
we have playgrounds, we're about to put in a splash park, we have little league and soccer and all of these amazing things. If you're an adult in Scottsville, you know, we've got the tavern, we've got the brewery, we've got great places for adults to hang out. If you're 15, 16 years old, there's not a lot to do in Scottsville. I would love to really see something put in place for teenagers so they're less likely to become victims of addiction and getting into trouble. And, you know, we just had some graffiti down at the boat landing. And what I would love is to really, and, and not just something to do, great things, a bowling alley, a movie theater, a place for kids to hang out in arcade, something geared towards teenagers, a dry arcade, you know, something with a, a snack bar maybe that serves just soda and sweet tea and something really, I know we have the Boys and Girls Club, but something for kids to do and feel like they they have somewhere to go and hang out and yeah, trouble, honestly. Well, thank you. That is the end of it. And I, I would ask follow-up questions, but you know, I, I don't have any. Well, okay. I do, but it's not fair to the other candidates for me to ask you something specific. Meredith, thank you for participating. I think it's so very important for people to hear from the candidate and not the pundits. Well, I appreciate you doing this because this is, you know, this is a great way for people to just really hear what everybody has in mind. So I appreciate and, it. And there you have it. Well, good luck on election day. And I look forward to the results. Thank you. You're welcome. And that is it for today. And the questions answered by Dan Gritsko and Meredith Hines. Tomorrow, part three and the final episode in this series will feature the words of Bill Heisen and also Stuart Munson. Both are write-in candidates. And as always, if you have a song, a story, an issue, or you just want to have a conversation, contact me.